Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It is a big, big day. Happy Monday. We're going to make your Monday a lot happier because we are going to give you what we know you want. The most accurate. Only college football rankings that matter. And Ari, we're bringing them to to the people first this year. I think that that's where we were, were missing out last year is we, we were coming in second, third, like after people had already put out some. These are the most accurate. We should probably set the conversation with them. Yes, I agree. Um, there's no more accurate, more thought-provoking. Like, I mean, most people, like we know, not to criticize our friends at the AP poll, but no, a lot of the people Ralph who vote Russo, in the AP poll. Not to criticize Ralph Russo. Oh, wait. They don't dig deep the way that we dig deep. I mean, we use algorithms. We do. We use, you know how much time and energy and money it took to develop the software to make this, to make this happen? Well, you see, we had to, we had computers mining Bitcoin and we took them off of that. Like, yeah, once, there, once it crashed, we, there was we a re- blip in, there was a blip in the power grid when we powered on the computers that run the Andy Staple show computer laptop organized Windexes. It was, it was noticeable, discernible blip in the power grid yes. so <laughs> it's- i actually uh um got a call from mm-hmm. college football playoff committee wondering if this could replace the humans again what i i don't see why not i mean it is so accurate because i mean we'll, we'll give the backstory for those who are new here last year when ESPN's FPI ranking came out, and, and FPI is a predictive, uh, kind of like a Vegas power ranking, essentially, where they're feeding in all this data and out come the rankings, and they, they'll, they'll put them out in May, usually. And we looked at it, and we we're like, this is awful. We can do so much better. They had Auburn, like, number seven. We're like, Auburn's not going to be good this year. I, I don't, I'm not a computer, but I know that. So we put our combined knowledge into the computers bought more computers had other people put knowledge in there they didn't even tell us what they put in like we don't know all of the formula i mean it uses elon musk's Neuralink. oh well where it there's a chip in our brain nobody even told me that and it like uses our brain specifically to funnel it in there so i this is good if you put nc state uh 80 uh boo corrigan mm-hmm. little truth serum asked you right in his neck yep he knows the people in that room could never in a million years duplicate the profound thought 
that goes into these rankings and the precise nature of the results. So I, I'm I excited to, to reveal them. And I, I think it's time. I think it's time. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from top to bottom because y- you guys know who the usual suspects are. So we'll, we'll start at the top and then work our way down. Uh, we do a top 15 instead of a top 25 because there simply aren't 25 elite co- programs in college football. It's not, not worth it to go that low. So here we go. Without further ado, the Andy Staples Show, Computer Laptop Organized Win Nexus, first edition of 2023. Boom. There it is. Number now, one. Well, you ready, Ari? I'm ready. The Ohio State Buckeyes, last seen almost beating Georgia. I, uh, this is how you know for sure that it uses our brain link because I, the biggest Buckeye lover Homer on the face of the earth, cannot fathom them losing. So, uh, except for that time they did. Um, and that other time they did the game before that. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's not going to happen again. They're the best team in the country. They cannot lose. Everything's going perfectly for them. Michigan yes. stinks and they are number one. Exactly. Number two, <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs. Again, we don't even know the entire formula for this thing. So you're asking, why isn't Georgia number one? They've won the last two national titles. They've recruited better than everybody else except for for maybe Alabama. How can you possibly not have them number one? The answer is science. All I know for sure is Georgia lost a ton of talent off of the last two national championship teams. They did. And if there's any team that has to prove that it can replace that talent with also with other good players, it's Georgia. We haven't seen the ability for them to do that that over the course. Exactly. I mean, they've only won two national championships since 1980. So like to go on the, to, to go on the thought process of like doing it for, a third time. I mean, that's going to take a huge leap. So we showed the respect of what they accomplished last year by putting them in the top five, but putting them number one ignores the fact that they've only won two national titles since 1980. Exactly. Exactly. Number three, the Michigan Wolverines, two time defending big 10 champions, but they didn't recruit as well as Ohio state. So we put Ohio state ahead of them. I think, I think that's correct. Yeah. I think that, I think that is the piece of the algorithm that is, that is pushing up the Buckeyes. Yeah, the recruiting rankings are are put heavily into the formula of this. Well, so matter, depending right? depending so. on how you recruited, like if Michigan would have had a better class in 2016, they might be number one right now. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all they did was beat Ohio State two years in a row. That's ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> all right, number four. This is the team everybody's been waiting for, and I I gotta admit. Having studied these rankings in the 11 months or so they've existed, I'm shocked that this team is this low because our algorithm tends to favor this program. Notre Dame, number four. Yeah, Notre Dame, um, I thought could be number one on this list. Um, And I guess we just have to bring them down a tad because they lost to Marshall a year ago. But I'm still buying. They also lost to Stanford. They also lost to Stanford. Um, did, but. Sorry. It's first year coach kinks. You got to get him out. Well, you know what I mean? 
you know that that bowl sponsors weigh heavily in our algorithm. So if you win a bowl sponsored by Tax Slayer, that obviously is going to help prop you up a little bit. So they did win in April. Yeah, right. They did win the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl against South Carolina. So the Fighting Irish did earn their way up to number four here. Yes, uh, absolutely. And I think that the team oh, that was number five hold, was. Hold really on, deep. we got we got Forum Blue Kevin in the chat saying no USC at all. I'm looking right at USC at number eleven. The South Carolina Gamecocks <laughs> are number eleven. That's right. I think that's USC what he, I just, he missed it. Is represented. He missed it. Okay. All so A right. and M, Texas A and M, number five. I think this is the dark horse to win the national championship this year, Andy. Obviously. The way that they, they've recruited uh, over the course of the did, past few are, seasons. Did you hear they had the number one recruiting class in the country in 2022? Yeah, they got a bonus point for every top 100 player they signed two years ago, and that was 18. So and they still get them even after they've transferred, right? So, like, Anthony Lucas – is it that other USC that didn't make the rankings? Still get the bonus point if you sign them in your program because he left because A and M was so good that he couldn't see the field. Gotcha. Like okay. that's the problem. Like when people Except leave A and M, he did see the field, but then he still left anyway. Okay. No, no, on a consistent long term basis, I he gotcha. was going to okay. lose his job. He wasn't gotcha. good enough okay. to be okay. there. Gotcha. You leave. So A and M absolutely belongs in the top five. And honestly speaking, depending on what the odds are, Andy, I might put the deed of my house. On them winning the national championship next year. Well, your wife would ever give you what would so you ever? Yeah, she'd be fine with that, right? You could just ask this her. Used, this used to be an A and M helmet that was behind us, but she switched it with a U of A one. Okay, because she A&M took it. One's over there. Yeah, the she, she wanted it in a, in a place of prominence that that all visitors to the house can see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, that's a strange place to put it. I think we should put the A and M and the Arizona. Uh, helmet behind I think me. They, on the should, table they should here. face one another as if they yeah. were the game of the week. And, yes. as, yeah, and constantly debating in our home which program is number one in the country. AM's kind of uh, got the lead there, but Arizona with better recruiting rankings will al- almost certainly be See, a Arizona team. didn't make this. Actually, there are no Pac 12 teams in, in the in the top 15. I'm going to spoiler alert for those who are listening to the audio version and can't see the list. Uh, I do believe longitude is a factor in the rankings. I I believe that's one of the data points. Yes. Time zones. And if the USC were in the Big Ten this year, the second best USC that there is in college football. the other USC, yeah. I think we should start referring to Southern Cal as the other USC. Well, they love it when you call them Southern Cal, too. Yes. right there in the game notes. Please do not call us Southern Cal. So, Well, here's the thing. The USC that matters is on this list. So can we focus on them, please? That's true. We need to. Well, here, here's the deal. We have, we're starting to run here. You, you've just heard Texas A&M. So the next 10 teams, they're not all in the same conference now, but they'll all be in the same conference next year. And I mean, these rankings completely unbiased. Again, Ari and I have our brain link. We've put a bunch of data into the the computers. We had other people at The Athletic put data into the computers. Uh, I asked random family members to put data into the computers. And 
that way we didn't know everything that was in there. So it could be completely unbiased. So it, trust me, we're not favoring one particular conference over the others. It's just a coincidence that there are 10 teams in a row in our ranking that will all be in the same league in 2024. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start with number six, which is Texas. Yeah. Um, they, is there a team on this list that has a better, more proven quarterback returning next year, playing next year than Arch and Manning? Quinn Ewers? Absolutely not. And, no, than Arch Manning. Oh. Well, I mean, Quinn Ewers cut the mullet off. You know that means he's serious about this season. Texas has the two best quarterbacks in college football, and it's not even close. That's true. That's true. The only other team on this list that has a chance at uh, – competing mm -hmm. with the Texas at the quarterback position is Tennessee with Nico. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Proven just like arch recruiting five-star quarterbacks. that Ari, haven't played you... yet is the most important aspect to this. Absolutely. Did you me. know, did you know that actually we, we, we did, this is part of what I put in. How many words have been written about your quarterback signees? Based while they were on, in high school. Yeah. You see Penn State on the list, don't you? I, I dare. There it is. <laughs> I mean, down below all the SEC schools, but yes, it's there. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly, because so, the SEC is supreme. It means right. more for them. But, but absolutely. Penn State and Ohio State are bookends on this list. Yeah. That's what I see. For we, a don't, reason. we don't favor one particular conference over the others. Actually, right. Michigan was number one on the list before, but when Aaron Nolan committed to Ohio State over the That's weekend, it, it flipped them. Boom. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I mean, Air is a very original nickname. No one's ever had that nickname before. So I, I think I appreciate that. That that he went with one that, that hasn't been used yet. So Yeah. No, I, and there's no possible way that his nickname – uh, will ever not live up to the person who had it before him. So, like, the, he's already, in my opinion, surpassed the first one. Yeah. And the good news is, like, if he, I don't know, if he has a, a little case of, of what we call the Joe Miltons, no opposing fan base is ever going to chant that particular nickname back at him in a derogatory fashion. Yeah. So, <laughs> number seven... The Oklahoma Sooners. Yes, I realize they were pretty mediocre last season, but have you seen? Well, I mean, look, we, we, we've we established how this works. You've seen clips of Jackson Arnold on the internet, I'm assuming. You're all sickos here. Yeah. I mean, look, listen, if you go look at the five-star quarterbacks that signed in last year's class, I think for the most part they're represented, represented on this list. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that that is the key to winning in college football. Five-star quarterback signees. Yes. Um, Oklahoma's defense um, is being led by a genius of a defensive coordinator, which will certainly be fixed. I assume Ted that Roof? Like the uh, no, their head coach is, a, is one of the best coordinators okay. uh, we've seen on the defensive side of the ball. And I assume that Oklahoma's D in the Big 12 this year will resemble the 85 Bears. Absolutely. And then if they have... Jackson Arnold starting a quarterback this year, which I can't think of a single reason why you wouldn't start a unproven five-star freshman over the current starter. Right <laughs> Over the current starter has been a, a four-year FBS starter. Yes. I don't know why you'd do that. I can't think of a single reason. 
uh, Oklahoma will probably be back in the college football playoff this year. Now, we're starting them a little bit low because you yeah. can't just assume that Oklahoma is better than Texas after what happened last year. Like, they're, well, <laughs> like <laughs> I can't remember a time where Oklahoma was dominated like that in the rivalry. Yeah, so – so, but they still they have a chance to get back off the Schneid and uh, uh, get back. Yeah, to the they, they this can, year. they can get, but, but Texas, Texas is probably back. So that's why we, Texas is ahead of Oklahoma right now. Number eight, plucky program. Maybe, maybe they'll break through eventually. The Alabama Crimson Tide. This is just the Saban dynasty coming to an end and it's sad but you know what if he wasn't the greatest coach in college football they probably wouldn't even been in the top 15 this year this is a respect to what they've accomplished over the course of the past 10 15 years it's more uh, of a lifetime achievement award than anything else yes no quarterback no receivers no defensive players uh alabama should be i think a, in between a seven and ten win team this year um and then i expect nick saban to move on to greener pastures because it's Texas. over for them so you expect him to go to Texas is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, Arch Manning went to Texas because he knew that Nick Saban, that he Nick heard Saban that would Terry eventually was looking at houses in Austin. Is in Austin. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why they haven't moved there is because Saban needs a few extra years to save up to get one there. Exactly. Well, the, the market is really <laughs> yeah. hot right now. So speaking of really hot right now, number nine, you're defending SEC West champions, the LSU Tigers, coached by Brian Kelly. The fact that Brian Kelly coached Notre Dame for so long, I think probably helps him on this list. Because you get to absorb the Notre Dame-ness. Right, right. Yeah, the gold, at other the gold places. gold actually just, you know, it's sort of like, it, you don't watch Game of Thrones. but Thank God. When they crown the, the Danny's brother, Viserys, when when... When Cal Drogo crowns him and the gold just goes into his head, that's what happened to Brian Kelly. Like the gold from Notre Dame seeped into Brian Kelly and it just, mm -hmm. it, it, it radiates out from his body. And why do you think that LSU's helmets are yellow? They were already yellow, but yes. They using to go play for a team that didn't have a yellow helmet with all that gold on him? Probably not. Probably not. But so that that is why... Probably they get a little bump here. And look, they beat Alabama. They got to go to Tuscaloosa this year. That's probably why they're below Alabama. I The 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 computers do take into account where the games are going to be played. This is predictive, of course. Because they're basically even right now, but Alabama gets the slight nod because the game is in Tuscaloosa. It is in Tuscaloosa, exactly. You understand. Yeah, of course. All right. That brings us to a team that beat Alabama and LSU last year. That signed a five-star quarterback that we've written conservatively 500,000 words about. Yes. At the Athletic. The Tennessee Volunteers. We've yeah, got, Tennessee, uh, they are just a recruiting juggernaut now. There's no possible way that this team won't be represented on the top 10 lists for years to come if they continue this. Well, and also, you've got your Joe Milton comeback stories. So, listen... The the rankings do take into account a great story. Like it we use a little AI. You guys have seen Chatbot and all those AI things. Yeah. So we we use a little AI in this too. And it it looks at the stories and it's like, you know, if Joe Milton were to come back 
after losing his job to Hendon Hooker, after having to transfer from Michigan, if he were to come back and just light up the SEC this year, that would be one of the all-time great comeback stories. And so they get to push in the rankings. Yep. Which, by the way, this is also why our next team got a little bump too. The South Carolina Gamecocks. Spencer Rattler, it's time. Yes, it took 10 games to get there last year, but they're there now. You know, my favorite thing about this list is that the team that lost uh, or that beat the team ahead of it, it's like yes. behind them on every ranking spot. Every last time. Year. Every yes. single <laughs> And I don't time. know why that happened because this isn't so much about you know, what has happened. It's more of a predictive tool of what's it's going to happen. It's almost as if the computer was trying to make people as mad as humanly possible. <laughs> it's almost as if that's what it's doing. Oh, man, that's the, funny. The, the Gamecocks, yeah. they're, they're, they're due. It's time. Yeah, we have. Okay, the Gamecocks are ahead of Kentucky. They it's beat true. them last year. So and They danced. They danced. They did dance and put some sunglasses on. And All right. Between the, the Gamecocks and the Wildcats, though, we've got number 12, the Auburn Tigers. Yeah. They're back. Which baby. We can't oh, not they were have one Auburn coaching, on the list. They were one coaching higher away from being top 10. They got a proven winner as a head coach. I was a little bit concerned about the computer rankings when I saw them because I thought maybe they were a little underranked. But the truth of the matter is, Andy, is that every single team on this list except for Michigan because I'm an Ohio State homer is underranked. Well, exactly. Here's the deal with, with Auburn, though. We did create this thing because the FPI ranked Auburn in the top 10 last May. Yeah. But that wasn't because we thought it was completely wrong. We just thought they were a little high. Yes. I mean, honestly speaking, that is a real metric, the FPI, and I think this is more insightful. So I, I agree. Yeah. What, what is real, anyways, Ari? Yeah, I mean, we just we I just can, got we done talking about them. AI. I can see them exactly. Can touch them exactly. See them. That's real. Number thirteen. Yes, I realize. Probably wondering why so many teams from the same conference because it is well. I mean, there's no bias in our ranking, so the computers must just think this is the best. This is the best conference, conference. in the world. Also, Clearly. Kentucky uh, absorbs. The fact that uh, it is the best job in America, so that also it is. It is, and, and Liam bit. Cohen comes back to run the offense. Devin Leary comes over from NC State to be the quarterback. Uh, we we know that they've done well with big arm quarterbacks from schools that are further east of them. I mean, I, yeah. I don't see I don't see how this can't work. This I'm is perfect. All right, number fourteen, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Woo! Yeah. I was. I thought maybe we we're gonna go down a. a I could have gone a for game of a chicken minute. there, so I just stopped because I was yeah. already out of breath. Yeah, I, I could have gone for at least a minute. So, KJ Jefferson's back. Rocket Sanders is back. By the way, we mentioned Aaron Nolan committing to Ohio State. Cool nicknames do factor into these rankings. So. Rocket Sanders, one of the coolest nicknames in college football. I think that's probably what, what vaulted them into the top 15. 
Yeah. Uh, also, too, will rush for 3,900 yards this year. That's true. Him and KJ combined might rush for 7,000. 7,000 yards, yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of just being in the SEC, too, do you know how hard it is to rush through those big-time defenses like Kentucky and Tennessee and South Carolina? Listen, the SEC, we're not making any statements about the SEC. The computers are making those statements, not us. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't blame us. You can't say that we are favoring the SEC or that we have any sort of homerism going on. And I don't here. think it's people just... know this, but we do get to see uh, teams 16 to 25, and we just cut it off for, for brevity. Uh, Vandy was 16. Yes, Vanderbilt was number 16 because <laughs> – you know, obviously they play an SEC schedule, so it'll be fantastic. Uh, yes, they are gonna they're gonna make a bowl game this year. So it, I mean, Vandy making a bowl game, Vandy going six and six in the SEC is basically like going thirteen and zero in the Pac twelve. Yes, I agree. All right, number fifteen, the SEC run is over, but of course Vandy is number sixteen. Number fifteen, Penn State, the Nittany Lions. Drew Aller ascends. What else is there to say? A five-star quarterback recruit who is starting a year too late is now the guy. So obviously they're going to be great. They're going to be awesome. Uh, They are a year late on this. I think that uh, uh, Penn State has a chance to win the Big Ten. Um, It's going to be a three-horse race for the Big Ten East Championship this year. I cannot wait. One more year of the Big Ten East, and I'm just glad that... Savor it, everybody. Savor it. I'm going to savor it. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that is your first edition of the Andy Staples Show, Computer Laptop, Organized Win Nexus. We'll come back with another one in a month. I realize not much will have changed by then, but the rankings will change. Re- recruiting will have changed too. Yeah, the, the rankings will change, and that's why we keep doing it over and over and over again. Ari, can I tell you, when you said Georgia's only won two national titles against since 1980, have you seen the Matt Foley skit on snl uh chris farley as the motivational speaker yeah i've seen you're living in a van down by the river (laughs) if you ever want to watch people break character in a saturday night live skit watch christina applegate and david spade hiding their faces as they try not to laugh at chris farley when you said that georgia has only won two national titles since 1980 (laughs) yeah i almost lost it (laughs) 
I mean, it's just numbers are numbers, man. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I, data's I, I, data. That was almost the end of the bit. Like the bit almost <laughs> died right there, and I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get through these next. Yeah. Teams. Well, you know what? I hope people. There are some times where people like come in and they'll uh, sprinkle in, uh, you know, serious comments. I hope people know we're just having fun. Um, I was just trying to be as negative and. Uh, outrageously positive about dumb things the entire time well, so if i hurt your feelings let's, just let's don't take it seriously again, we're just joking I, I mean the computers took a solid three minutes to put this thing together but it is inspired because georgia behind ohio state is your obvious one michigan behind ohio state very obvious overranking notre dame you know listen it never yeah. never gets old but the the run of Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, South Carolina, where each one below beat the team above. Yes. The previous season. My favorite ranking inspired in the entire thing. Can I be can I be frank with you? Mm-hmm. Is AM at number five over Texas? Because first of all, AM yes. I think might be the most hated program in all of college football from everybody. So putting them in the top five is a distinction because people always, you know, think top five, top five preseason. Right. And then to slide them right ahead of Texas, yes. uh, despite the fact that they haven't really done much of anything, uh, is, is quite inspiring. So that was a really good list, um, and I hope that people could see the, the humor in it. Um, but if not, then I don't know what to tell you. Guys, it, it'll be great because it will change again. And we do love rankings. Like the FBI last year – I just remember opening, you know, it pops up. I think Bill Connolly tweeted it out, and that's not Bill's ranking. Bill does the S and P plus, and it's funny because he'll he'll he clearly doesn't defend the FPI, but he can't say anything bad about it because it's a, it's a product of the company he works for. But he he tweets it out, and I'm just like, I open it up and I, I look at Oliver in there. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> what have they done? Like, what is going on here? Do they FBI, not know? FPI stands for, uh, I don't know what it stands for, but all it is is a off-season talking point to get people to say brought to you by ESPN in July. Well, right? that, that's that's the thing. Like, Because I've always been not Pollyannish about it, but I've defended everybody in our business like no no everybody's just doing the best they can they're not trying to drive clicks they're not it's not it's not about that they're they're really doing the best they can they created a computer algorithm and this is what it came out with but i wrote i read that one and i'm like nope something's up here like yeah you're yeah, just yeah. moving stuff around because the, there's no way that this actually came out like there's no way that that a computer program that you made to accurately rank football teams spit this out yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, sometimes if you get bogged down in statistics, like, it bears out that teams are much better than the res- than the results. So, like, I don't know how that happens or what the algorithm is. Didn't they post the uh, the equation for the FPI somewhere or how they figured it out and it looked like the beautiful mind uh, <laughs> scene where they, it was they, a bunch they of... They probably have. I don't think they have, though. I think they kind of they want that to be proprietary. No, that's the 247 recruiting rankings formula. That's what it was. Yeah. There are math symbols in there that I've never seen before. <laughs> All I know is that that what's this the the square root thing, but the long yeah. one, yeah, yeah, that that's in there. Well, yeah, obviously you got. I don't know why. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know why the, what the square root of anything is. Um, the, the golden mean. Yeah, <laughs> all these. I, I got to tell you, I am not looking forward to helping my baby with her math homework. It's, it's terrible. I feel like you have I, to relearn all of it again. You do. And so my son is now in seventh grade. He is beyond my capabilities. I can help my daughter who's in sixth grade, but not for one more, one more year and I'm out. Like, I don't know what to do at that point, I guess. So what do you do when they come home with homework and you can't help them? Uh, Tell them to look it up on the internet. Sometimes. Yeah, because when we were kids, we couldn't just look up a YouTube video on how to solve an equation. Ari, there's an app that if you take a picture of a math problem, it will solve it. Does it show you the work, though? Yeah. It does? Yes. It's tremendous. It's incredible. As long as it's tight, that's always the, the handwriting is clear, it can solve it. If they show the work, that's incredible. Yeah. Dude, it's, you it's, know, I don't know, like, am I supposed to, like, because everybody cheats in high school, right? To a certain no. extent? No. Uh no, everybody doesn't cheat. I cheated in high school. I don't know. Okay. I, everybody does things to skirt the rule. All my friends did. I don't know what it was like being Andy Staples, who got accepted to Yale. But I uh, didn't get accepted to Yale or Princeton. But I, I uh, to Yale. I did everything that I could to like skirt the system throughout all of college and high school, and I think that's what made me like. That's the whole thing, right? Isn't that part yeah. of the part of the course is? Oh, I had I'm not, I had I'm not advocating cheating. Yeah, I had classmates who worked harder to get out of work than yeah, if they'd actually me. done the work. But the the problem solving skills required to get out of the work probably served them better later in life. Yeah, like I had a, a first period test in math or something, and my buddy had a first period test or a fourth period test in math and then vice versa with English. And then we both just handed each other the test on the way in the middle of it. So that like, we were both ready for the next one, like stuff like that. Is that cheating? Did they take my high school diploma away from me? They might. I mean, look, I don't know. You, you know how I feel about this. If, if, if you can't protect your, your test IP, if you make it that easy, that's kind of on you. It's like yeah. you, you in the test banks in college. Like, and, and I took some classes. Like Now I was in a fraternity, so I, I had no access to the test banks. But, I wasn't in one either, but I got them. But if theater appreciation, <laughs> if the professor doesn't change the test for 15 years, that's on him. You know yes, the one thing I could always do? In college, it was amazing. I could always write a paper very quickly. Like that's That was like... One time we t- I was taking a, a dance class where the the class on Friday was Whoa, a back up. Yeah. You took a dance class in college? The dance class was called looking at dance. Oh, you, you didn't and actually dance, you just looked no, at No, no, I danced. Friday dance. was oh. a lab. It was it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, so what, was, what dances was, are, are we doing at, at the University of Arizona in the late was, 2000s? I cannot remember like what the move. It was like ballet stuff. It was an oh. epic disaster. So you weren't you weren't doing the the Superman crank that. No, it was like you went into a lab and they like taught you how to, like you actually like, had to stretch and it was like <laughs> I felt like it was the, every day was the first day of Dancing with the Stars. 
where it's like some person who has no idea what? about anything. Is there video of this? If there were, it w- I would like charge for it. But my girlfriend was in that class with me at the time. Oh, and man, I had to write up. Everything's explained. Yeah. Well, it was easy. A that's why I took it. Cause like, what are they going to do? Your form on your plea a is not good enough. Um, but we had to like write a paper about a dancer. It was like three pages long and she forgot her paper at home. So I gave her my paper. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, no, I, actually I didn't give her my paper. I just wrote her paper in the lab. Cause we had two hours before the class. So I just went right. to the computer lab, typed up a paper for her and gave it to her. And I got a higher grade on her paper than on mine that I turned in. Then I was like very disappointed by that. But like, I don't know. It's like it's things that like you just do. Like, I think that the number one most valuable thing about college is learning how to get through requirements, like with your own brain. You know, I remember stuff like that more than I remember like question questions that we were asked on exams in college. Like you don't remember what a releve is? Like I, I don't think that I could pass a single co- college exam now in any subject ever. I don't think I could pass a high school English test and I'm a sports writer for a living. I think that the skills of going to college and making it through it and doing what you can to pass the classes is what counts, not what you're learning in the classes. Unless you're an engineer. Unless you're an engineer. <laughs> or a doctor. <laughs> please, 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 those of you who build bridges, don't don't listen to Ari. But like when what was your pay attention in class, please? Where did you learn everything about how to be a sports writer? Was it in your classes or was it at no, the student newspaper? It was working. It was working at the student yeah. newspaper and stringing for other papers. Yeah, that that was. I couldn't all. remember anything that I learned in a journalism class. Everything was practical. We did have a. We had one class that was extremely useful and practical, and I still use stuff from that class to this day. It was called applied fact finding, and it was basically how to use public records to find all the information that you want, and. At the beginning of class, you got you were given the name of an elected official in the county. And your job was to compile a dossier on that person without ever speaking to anybody, just using public records. I got my guy's credit card number. Like you did? <laughs> yeah. Did you buy anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it it was it was fantastic. How do you get someone's credit card number? Because he went on trips. And reimburse and the county reimbursed him for hotel and and stuff, and the the credit card number was on there. That's hilarious. His social security number was hard to find. I finally got it off a off a deed to a house that he bought years earlier, where randomly they made him put his social security number at the bottom of the page. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it, but but that's the sort of thing you actually use in the job, and yeah, that, that has served me well through the years. But you that's the like only always- class that that I took that much practical stuff from do you know what used to drive me or like drive me wild like you know now there's all these like um commercials that will advertise like keeping your uh credit score safe and monitoring Mm -hmm. the dark web and all this stuff to make sure that nobody steals your identity and all that stuff it's like you want to do your best to shred all of your personal financial documents when you get them in the mail and all this stuff to protect your identity and it's like you realize that anybody that works at the bank that you bank at can just look up your number and write it down on a piece of paper at any point. It's like, I feel like if your identity is going to be stolen, it's just going to be stolen. Like, it's just like random. You you can't really account for a bad actor now. And the thing is like, Google will find your password on the dark web. It's, it's alerted me a few times. Like, Hey, I saw one of your passwords on the dark web. You might want to change some stuff. 
Yeah. No, I, I paid uh I paid Life Wallet or something. <laughs> not Life Wallet. Not li- not Life Wallet. Uh what's the Life Lock? Life, life Lock. Have you heard of Life Lock? I yes. No, I was paying I, like fifteen it's a bucks a month for it. sponsor, but not this podcast. So Life Lock, get off the Schneid and let's go. Yeah, let's go. Life Lock was on top of it. But I just felt like is LifeLock gonna stop somebody at Chase from just writing down my or printing out my stuff and handing it to somebody for a fee? Because I was a teller at Chase Bank when I was in high school, and like you could see all people's personal information just by typing in their last name. And it's like I didn't do anything weird about with it, but like think about the thousands of people who work at Chase or Wells Fargo. I just love or- that uh, that like a high school, college age Ari had that much access to very yeah, sensitive I was information. Seventeen, I think, when I started working there. Good lord, yeah. And I'm not That's very good terrifying. at math. Well, I don't know how it is now at banks. But like our, uh, we didn't have a drawer at this chase, so you had to like know how to like use the computer. But based on what someone's cash uh, requirement was, it would spit it out to the penny, just mm-hmm. based on like what it was. There was no like keeping a drawer or having access to all that money. It was just basically a automated system that you controlled, and then when it was done and cash needed to change hands, you either put the exact amount into the machine and it made sure that it was all there. Or gave the exact amount out, so there really wasn't very many mistakes to be made. Well, it, it is terrifying to know that a company trusted you at seventeen. We're yeah. at your age now with that sort yeah. of information. Yeah, I know. Well, I I would probably uh, just uh, you know not be qualified for that job now if they ever listen to the show. So, so speak. You, you mentioned Life Wallet. So. They've been in the news lately. Yes, they've not I saw that. filed their annual report yet, and uh, they've delayed it. and And it's going to be interesting to see what happens because this is the company that is funding Miami's NIL stuff, and not specifically Miami because it, that specific situation is what it is. But this is the part about NIL that I find fascinating. Let's say John Ruiz with all this stuff going on is like, okay, I don't feel like doing the NIL stuff anymore. What is my, my Miami then has to go find somebody else. And then you got these other schools that are like, they're, they're going to their donors and they're saying, well, we need, we need you to help refill NIL coffers and, and you need to help the collective, help the collective. And some of them are like, wait, I got to do this every year. This next few years of NIL is going to be very interesting because I, I think all the doomsayers were like, well, there's un, you know unlimited money and everybody will just pay every." There ain't unlimited money. That's what we're finding out. Yeah. I guess the only situation where there would be unlimited money is if you truly had a billionaire who did not care about his personal finances. Like right. I think that's the only time there would be unlimited money because then – you know, paying a quarterback two million bucks to go to your school to him would be like us paying ten dollars at a gas station, uh, you know, for a bag of chips, some gummy worms, and a and a Arizona iced tea. So yeah, like I feel like if I had ten dollars to give out to eighty five kids a year, that I would have unlimited money too. But it's not the way that it works. So uh, it's also hilarious to me that um the company that's kind of the one that's sponsoring the whole thing is publicly traded. So there's going right. to be uh, 
you know, SEC investors who wants to see where their money is being accounted for and all that stuff. So that to me is a tricky situation. And it's like also too, like if they stop with the agreements and something happens to life wallet or John Ruiz, the society doesn't like, then what right to the players on the team. Right. And then the other piece of it is what happens. And we haven't seen this yet. What happens when you've got somebody because you got to be careful with your collective here. Because if one particular person or entity is outsized in handling all the, the money going into your collective or donating the money for your collective, well, that person's your general manager or your team owner at a certain point. Yeah, and if and, something goes awry with that person, then what happens? Well, what if they get mad ride? at the coach? Yeah. It's a lot of power to be giving to somebody who's not in the building every day. Right, right. Or what if they decide, I want this player... I don't care, coach, if you don't think this is the right player. Like it's it's gonna it's gonna happen. Maybe maybe it's already happened in a couple of places, but this is the part you gotta be careful with. And until all of this, you know, I think it's gonna change because I think th- these people can't survive without rules. As as much as our friend Dan Wetzel likes to say, just let it happen, let the market correct for itself. I don't think these people are capable of that. I don't think they're capable of letting the market just figure it out. Well, the thing, too, that I also thought, Andy, which is interesting, is that people like to get all up in arms about how inaccurate 247's composite rankings are. And there's mm-hmm. there's give and take there. Like, I, I can see that not everybody who's ranked in the right. top 100 will be a first-round draft pick. But also, too, the 247 composite rankings are probably the number one indication of what someone's value is from a monetary standpoint based on where they are in those. Right. Um. So, like, that that where does that play into the idea of – the NIL ecosystem and what the, what a right. player, like, cause you say, let the market set itself, but how does the market dictate well, player also, for player? Is it going to be like well, draft also, positioning? Right. Positions matter too. Cause we're about to watch the NFL draft. Yeah. The best center in the draft is not going to be drafted higher than the second best defensive. But what happens though? Like, so right. like what happens in the NFL though? I mean, actually, that, not, when, not entirely true, but probably not. But the NFL when agents and um, are, are looking at what happened both in free agency and in the draft, don't they use the baseline of what a person at the same position did financially um, yeah. at that same position? And that's how the so, NFL does franchise tags too, by position. So what's going to happen in college? They're going to say, well, look at what the number six overall high school quarterback got in the 2023 class. My yeah. guy's number five and 24. We expect more because of it's like, are the rankings the number one thing the, on the how di- we slot guys? The difference in NIL and this, because NIL rolls in the endorsements and all that stuff. Like it's not, it's just supposed to be the endorsements, but we all know that it's also being used to pay. Them it's overpaid for their value. Right, yes. right. It's the, it, you're, you're paying them for their value as football players, but the value of endorsements matters. So like the Nico thing, like if you meet Nico Ayama Mayalava, that's a dude with a huge personality who could be a really good endorser. And 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 know. he's already started, right? Like, isn't he doing right. like stuff for Walmart and um, you know, Walmart? Oh, he's, he's yeah, got he's got a ton of stuff and, going on. Yeah. So because he's gonna have to earn that, not just with with what he does on the field, but also, you know, if you paid that much money, you want to get as much bang for your buck 
uh, right. while he's still marketable 100% because we don't know what his career is going to look like. He may not be a marketable person in two years. Right. And, and well, I, we can go to the women's basketball. Like, Angel Reese has proven herself to be an incredible marketer. And she's also one of the best players. Right. But I think she will make more than a player of her caliber would just make as a player because she is incredibly marketable. That's what makes this one hard, this market harder to figure out. Like yeah. in the NFL, it's easy. You're like, okay, the franchise tag is the average of the top five people at this position this year. Easy. This is a little bit but also too, because in it's got this other in high school, not everybody's it. interested in it. No. And not everybody's interested in it, period. Like Amari Cooper is a good example. Had NIL existed when Amari Cooper has been around, obviously people would have offered him quite a bit of money because of his value as a wide receiver. But Amari Cooper wanted no part, would have wanted no part in advertising your product. Like he, he, he wouldn't want to do the, like Nico seems to enjoy that stuff. Amari yeah. Cooper would have hated it. So what kind of athlete would you have been in high school? If it, if you, if people wanted to give you money, would you have been oh, like, let's I'd get the commercial cameras going Mr. personality? Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah I would have me too. I, I would, I would have been, have been like, the one who, who had the ads and people were like, but you're not really that good at the game. So that I would have put, I would put a Pepsi thing on my car or something. Have you ever seen those people who put ads on their car? Yes. Oh, I saw. Okay. This I got to bring up and we're 47 minutes into the show so I can do it. I, people won't complain too much about getting too, too, uh, too far off base. So this was a mortgage company and the person had the car wrap. The car wrap is a you know, full car wrap. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the picture on the driver's side door is a giant python wrapped around a tree. And it says, don't let market rates put the squeeze on you. And it's, it's a mortgage company. I'm like, this picture of this giant snake does not make me want to do my mortgage through you. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. But like, can't you just like put those things that like clip to the top or the roof of your car and they're just like, like a cab in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Has, yeah. And or, like get or paid like a thousand bucks. If you're delivering for Papa John's, they'll give you that. And I would do it. Right now, I'd do a I'd put anything on there for a thousand bucks a month. So you would put I don't care. You you would put Syracuse's is New York's college basketball team on your yeah. that was my favorite cab advertisement in New York. Syracuse yeah. Syracuse is New York's college basketball team. And my favorite thing is that any college sports program that is located in the same state as a major city, their advertisement is big cities football program or big right. Illinois is Chicago's right. uh, foot, Big Ten football program, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I making money would, to do nothing seems great. What would you – okay. While we're on the subject of cars, what would you put – what would you be willing to put as a wrap on your car? Like the full Anything? wrap. Strip club ad. Anything. So, like well, – The strip club ad would be tough because of the daycare thing. You think? <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were all up for the daycare. But also like, too, make also it rain too. at Showgirls. But that they would also have to pay more. They right? would. 
Oh, obviously. So, depending on what the rate was, it would be funny to take my infant baby out of a backseat of a of a car wrapped in show. It would not not be fun or funny. My but I, well, I would enjoy watching the other parents at the daycare as you dropped off. <laughs> like taking a baby, a two-year-old baby girl out of the backseat and bringing her into the daycare. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not that. I, I, I don't I don't know what the rate is, though. If it's 2000 bucks a month, I might do it for 25 grand a year. As, as Dominic in the chat tells us, uh, you, you have to drive quite a bit because people need to see you. So you need to be driving around quite a bit, 1,500 or 2,000 miles a month. I would do that. So. I would just go, I would just drive in circles in the afternoon. <laughs> I just, uh, now we need to make this happen. Like, or maybe just buy a beater car and then use the beater to take the baby to school so that I'm not embarrassing her at her, at her school. And then that's it. I, you might be embarrassed. Depending on the, the crowd at the school, the beater car might be more embarrassing than the, the showgirls. <laughs> yeah, Cherokee. <it's> true. <laughs> I don't know. Now, now I, I want to see this. Like, do you think, do you think we can make an Andy Staples show car wrap? Like what? I would wrap What it. city? What cities? Like if we could did it, if you know, raise awareness for the show. So we do car wrap. We wrap somebody's car in Atlanta, in Dallas, in Houston, in Chicago, in Columbus. Like we just have have them driving around with like our faces on. Like I'm on I'm yeah. on the driver's side door. You're on the passenger side. Like, hey. Yeah. No, that would I, I. I don't know how much it costs to make a wrap. I don't know, but we need now. We need to find put it on Bill Anders' car. We could. Think he'd get in trouble with his new job? I bet you my dad would put it on his car in Phoenix. Oh, that's that'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I want I want you on the hood, like like your face on the hood, like the laughing clown malt liquor in yeah. Bobby. Yeah. I okay. This is perfect. <laughs> Finally, we figured out how to make people aware of this show. Andy, do you want to do a trivia? Yes, we got to get the trivia. Uh, today's category is television. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. So, for the year, starting in the, the TV season that started in fall 1990 and ended in, in summer 1991, what show was the highest rated in 1990 1990 91 tv season that was four well you can do it i know you can is this obvious is this an obvious answer it's obvious if you if you know your sitcoms I don't See, know what year Seinfeld came out. It's not Seinfeld. Seinfeld came out the following year, I believe, and then kind of dominated after that. But it was, it was uh, sixty minutes was always up high. I, I intentionally picked a year sixty minutes didn't win. But I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the whole list and I'm like, wow, this would never happen now. Early '90s sitcoms. This sitcom started in the '80s, if that helps. One of the most beloved sitcoms of all time. Don't look at the chat. I'm not looking at the chat. Okay. I don't. 
trying to think of. I don't know what year these came out. Like, Family Matters is in the nineties, right? So that's that's, that's not in the nineties. Yeah, and yeah, that was a Friday night to, show. Probably so I'm not. Gonna, gonna... I'm just gonna rattle off sitcoms, and then you tell me the Cosby Show. What year did that come out? Uh, that was in the eighties. That is that is in the top ten on this list, but it is not not there right now. What year did Cheers come out? Oh, what what show did you say? Cheers. That's the answer. Twenty one point three average rating, which means twenty one point three percent of TV sets that were turned on at the time were watching Cheers. Can you even imagine? Like the, nobody does those kinds of numbers now. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't realize that those shows came out in the eighties. I thought they were nineties shows, but you know we're getting. I saw I read a stats so or you know it's just simple math I guess, but like the difference between nineteen. 80 and 2023 is the same thing as like 1980 and 1937. Yeah. It's like in terms of like how old we're getting. Okay. Sunday night night football, the average, the average audience for Sunday night football, which is the best primetime, like best performing primetime thing right now is 19.9 million viewers. And cheers was. Cheers was 21.3% of television sets turned on at the time, which wow, that's crazy. More than that, <laughs> more yeah. than more than 20 million viewers. That is so, insane. Yeah. Yeah. So that it, it's like, that's how, that's how big an audience used to be on network television. And this is why, like, this is part of the reason why college sports rights, NFL rights, all that, why college football keeps making money off TV is there's just no way to, to get an audience that's of any reasonable size other than live sports. And that's because of there's so many options everywhere of what to right. watch. And, and yeah. you used to be able to do that, but yeah, cheers. Cheers. A great show. So you, you, did you ever watch cheer? Like here, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I watched a ton of sitcoms that came out before I was born because when I was in elementary school, the, you know, UHF channels where I lived, like they would play the Andy Griffith show and Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley and uh, Beverly Hillbillies and all that. So none of those shows were still on, but I watched yeah. probably every episode of them. Did they do that with like I they, know Night had, Court, Night Court they, came on A and E in the early two thousands, but I, I don't remember that. They had reruns of old sitcoms when I was yeah. you know because like that was back in the the rerun days, right? Like where you'd come yeah. home from school at three o'clock and you just figure out whatever was on. But Cheers. I know is like one of the most beloved sitcoms of all time, but I never watched it because that was never yeah. one of the ones that was on. Oh, it's tremendous. Um, George, George went and John Ratzenberger made it. Yeah. Norman but, and Cliff Clavin. But I also know too, how insanely popular it is. So maybe one day I'll give it a shot. I um, don't know that you, it, it, it's interesting. I'm not sure how it well hold up anymore. Hold up. I yeah. think it would. Cause you, you look at the, I mean, think about the acting. Cause Ted Danson's awesome. You know, the uh, when Frazier Frazier Crane starts out as a kind of a minor character, becomes a major character, then gets his own spinoff. Like Kelsey Grammer is fantastic, obviously. Uh, Shelley Long was really good. Uh, wait, Woody Harrelson. Wait, wait, wait. That's a spinoff of Cheers. Frazier is a spinoff of Cheers. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, Frazier Frazier started out as I believe he was dating Diane. With Shelley Long's character, and then 
he became so popular that they kept him on and oh yeah i had no clue i just spun him off that was going to be one of my guesses frazier yep yeah no it had not it hadn't started yet at that point all right what is your question mine is oddly specific to breaking bad because i know you love that show i do and this is just like a television question about two things that i love okay what comedian played one of saul and walt's henchmen named patrick kuby in the final two seasons of breaking bad dude is super famous and he's just randomly in breaking bad is it bill barr bill burr yes or bill burr right. yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Said bar. I I, just... <laughs> roseanne was on the list of of shows on my... that's why i said bar. yeah bill, bill roseanne burr. bar yeah yeah <laughs> no i yeah. thought i thought it was bill burr I, I that voice is is pretty distinctive yeah because so, i i don't it's funny most of the bill burr stuff i've heard it like a you know sirius xm has the the comedy channels so i've heard more of him than i've seen yeah, well, hearing him's good enough. Yeah. So yeah, we saw him in Dallas, um, and it's funny. I don't know. My uh, f- wife's mother did hair in Vegas for many years because uh, that's where they're from, and she cut Bill Burr's hair like ten years ago at the Mirage <laughs> in Vegas, before Bill Burr was like super famous. So anyway, she found out that he's my favorite comedian. And she just texted him randomly like a year ago and said, hey, uh, this is uh, Rachel from the Mirage. Just wanted to touch base like after like a decade. Like, And I was like, this is such a psychopath thing to do. Why would you just text this man eight years after cutting his hair and tell him that your son-in-law is a big fan? Like he cares. Like he's got a million fans. What does he care? Right. Dude wrote back in like 30 seconds and said, what city do you guys live in? I got four tickets comped for him. To what? come to the show and meet him backstage. So I went to the show with two friends and my wife in Dallas like six months ago and went back into the, the backstage and hung out with him for a few minutes after the show because my mother-in-law sent that text. So it's like, in life, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot because you never know what could happen. And uh, that was a really cool moment. And uh, we saw uh, that show was really funny. And, you know, anybody who watches him, I think is funny if they have a, you know, sense of humor and don't take themselves too seriously. But I'll send you some clips and I'll let you know. And you'll have to let me know if you think he's funny. But yeah, I thought it was hilarious that he was just randomly in Breaking Bad for like three scenes in the final two seasons. He's um, one of the two guys who lays on the money in that oh, iconic yeah. scene. Him and Huel. Yeah, him and Huel. <laughs> and then uh, that's uh, that was a pretty good good show to me. So I thought I'd uh, my that favorite comedian, amazing. my favorite show came together yeah. that's why i asked it so. beautiful well so now I'm, I'm looking back at the that those that year's ratings that i asked you about yeah so here, here's the top 10 okay just imagine this now cheers 60 minutes roseanne a different world the cosby show murphy brown designing women murder she wrote golden girls and at number 10 money night football <laughs> that's crazy like murder she wrote do you, by do the you way think do, you, do you think i like how, at what point does the fbi descend on this little town in maine where where people keep getting offed i mean the murder rate per capita in in that <laughs> in cabot cove was so high yeah it's like what are we gonna do here do you think that if the streaming platforms didn't exist and the only way to watch television was to watch it 
the first time when it aired on TV that the ratings would still look like that? Do you think more people would still be like, oh, I cannot wait for this tonight's episode of Succession, which would be rated higher than Monday Night Football? Or do you think that sports popularity has gotten bigger? Uh, I don't think sports popularity has gotten bigger because the numbers have actually dropped, the numbers themselves. But as a percentage of, or as a, in terms of like the chunk of people you get and the fact that they have to watch it live, that's what makes it valuable. But if the only way that you could have watched Mayor of Easttown live was live yeah. on your television, would that be higher rated? I think than, so. Than Monday Night Football. No, no, no. I, not not an HBO show. But I do think if it was a a popular a popular network show, maybe. But like, I what? What's a popular network show now look like? They're all CBS procedurals. It's all CSI. Well, CSI is, is is NCIS. All those. Do those shows get? Would would they get more ratings than Monday Night Football? Not if it now. was all live. Not now. No. I'm just trying to think of like what new show that you and I have watched in the last year. If we're on CBS, would be rated more than a Monday Night Football. I can't think of one. I can't. Uh, to, they don't even make sitcoms anymore, do they? Like, What's the best sitcom that's new? Yellowstone does big numbers. Now that's on television, but does yellow like I never watched Yellowstone on TV before? Yeah, I've only streamed it, but so they I do, don't know. They do they do have ways to to account for streaming and delayed viewing, but that that's again this is there's a piece of that that matters with sports, and it's why sports gets the premium yeah. because you're not the advertisers the know they're going to be there watching yeah. it live and seeing the like, ads. Yeah, I have never watched a commercial during an episode of Yellowstone. Yeah, I have fast Same. like even fast even when I DVR'd it, I fast forwarded through it. So. Well, that's why Hulu is so clever because Hulu makes you watch commercials unless you pay more, and then you don't. Which is also but really I, even though if it's not a Hulu, if it's not a Hulu, the only way that you can do that is if it's not a Hulu show, right? Even if you do the commercial free Hulu, like if you wanted to watch Yellowstone or something on there, they make you watch the commercials because I like was like, why am I still seeing commercials when paying for this? And then that's the reason. So wow. It's anyway. it, it is amazing, amazing how all of this works. But yeah, current TV ratings look very different. But Sunday night football is is basically dominating everything. The the shows that like I have no concept of the shows that are most of the shows that are, are very highly rated. I see ads for them on when I watch sports, but that's pretty much it. Like yeah. fire country and I have no idea. What do people is. actually watch network television anymore? Tons of people do, but they're not like, they're mostly not the people that would be listening to this podcast. So like, who's watching? Like, I cannot wait for the new episode of CSI to come out. Like that's Your still a thing for people or people's grandparents. Really? Grey's Anatomy was an old person. Grey's Anatomy was, uh, so in, in the last, uh, Thursday, April 6th. I'm just looking up Showbuzz Daily, which, by the way, is, is where you want to go if you want to look for your sports rankings or sports ratings. Crazy. Grey's Anatomy won the 9 p.m. time slot. Like, I didn't know I had no idea it was, that show. So. I didn't know it was still on either. Yeah, none of these, like, it just... They're they're fine, but their audiences compared to, like, those Cheers-type shows and... The, and a different mm -hmm. world and Cosby show and not even close, just nothing even close. So, right. 
Yeah. Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Those are all shows <laughs> on NBC. <laughs> they come That's on funny. 8, 9, 10 p.m. <laughs> There's a lot of things happening in Chicago, I guess. Apparently so. It's a, it's not as lively as Cabot. Well, Cove, we did but, yeah. we did watch uh we went to air on Friday night and saw the movie in the movie okay, theater. Okay, good. Had, Had a great grow. time. Good movie. Really good movie. I thought good. Have you seen it yet? I have not. No, nope. I oh. I am I need to go see that one. We watched Tetris on Saturday night. I don't know what that means. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's a Taron Edgerton movie about getting the rights to the video game Tetris, which sounds like oh. an incredibly boring movie. It no, was incredible. Amazing. It was awesome. It was so was good. It a, was it a movie or a documentary? It was a movie. Oh, okay, I'm going to put it on my list if you think it's something I might like. It was very good. I, I It was one of those I, I didn't... I, I saw the trailer for it. It looked good. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And so we, we clicked, we turned it on, and I thought maybe I might, given the subject matter, I might pass out in about 20 minutes edge of the seat like what's happening next it was great. yeah yeah uh every single movie that we saw in the previews in the theater was a remake or a sequel of course so that was good uh but <laughs> it was nice to see a movie I, i'm very interested if you see that movie um because the one thing that i'll say for the people who have heard it or who have seen it sorry and i'll say it to you because it doesn't spoil anything you know what happened you know the person who it's about yeah but i don't think that they did a good enough job explaining to the audience um, or people who weren't big sports people, like my wife mm. and the other couples right. that I was with, um, how big of a risk Nike took in going with Jordan the way that right. they did when he wasn't even the number one overall pick. Like, I right. feel like the movie makes it seem like Michael Jordan becoming the greatest athlete of all time was guaranteed, as if like the vision oh, and the yeah. thought of like what it would have taken for him to be that special. Well, like um, it, and for him to actually change the world the way he did, yeah. like that, the King that was the number one pick in that draft, and it, there was no debate over whether Jordan should go number. Like, Akeem was number one in that draft, right? And then the Sam Bowie pick, you know, when we there have been plenty of documentaries about that, but and yeah, it just says right. that Sonny Vaccaro's uh estimated net worth is five million, which seems grossly under what it should be based on the brilliance it took for him to be the catalyst of that we could call him and ask yeah he he is it, it, you're right and and you know talking nike into doing that because there there were signature shoes. other people had signature shoes at the time it wasn't like this was the first signature shoe but it was the first one that hit and i was i was there's a there was a really good story in the ringer about the air jordan one which has become obviously what well, maybe the most iconic sneaker of all time and it was the so many different things had to happen for for jordan to become like this it, it basically its own brand and but him being that good but also him being that marketable and i mean michael jordan was very smart about that stuff too he was very protective of his image understood what worked and what didn't i mean how much how much of it is the logo which by the way is not on there jordan one was it the on logo the first shoe out. yeah yeah uh, but, uh, but the logo itself just him him dunking from the free throw line yep well i mean it's just like crazy to think that like when you went to the movie theater and i think most people are probably watching it at home because it's on amazon prime isn't it 
But when you went to the movie theater to see it, like every single person who went was wearing Jordan ones in the theater in 2023. And it's like that to me is like the vision. Yeah. Playing out in a way that I don't even know if Sonny Vaccaro could have thought it. Would I don't think out. anybody thought of that. Well, yeah. and, and that Jordan one story that, that's so good is they, it was about how they initially tried to re-release them and nobody even wanted them. They ended up at TJ, you know, at like Marshall's and TJ Maxx and uh, yeah, people were buying them for 20 bucks, the re-release versions of them. But that brought it to a new audience that couldn't afford Jordan's brand new or couldn't right. afford Jordan's at their normal retail price. So that kind of democratized it. And then it, it brought it to a whole new group of people. And one thing I didn't know about the Jordan situation that I learned from the movie, because I didn't know this was that, uh, he demanded a revenue share of the of the shoe, right? Which was and which that was, was the, never unheard of. Right. Yeah, that it was, was unheard and, of at the time, and that was the thing that made this the biggest deal, the smartest deal. I mean, and and everybody, every everybody else wants a piece now, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't work the same way, right? But, I mean, and the thing is, though that that mitigated the risk probably a little bit. Cause they're like, we can pay you less up front. And if we have to pay you a ton of money end, one day, that means that it worked, you know? Exactly. So it's a bet on yourself kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I, so I, I can't wait to see that one. Go watch Tetris. I think you'll like it. Yeah. But Ari, we've, we have now set the tone for the college football conversation for this year. I'm so glad we got our rankings out before ESPN started putting out their computer rankings. And then we use our rankings from today to formulate and to make more precise as we go. This Absolutely. is the baseline. This is yes. the baseline. Yeah. Yes. And 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 really, I mean, if if all goes well, they will influence who makes the college football playoff. Yes. And that's why that's we do great. it this early because we want to make sure that what we think is important influences who makes it into the field in the college football playoff, not what happens on the field. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. It's been a pleasure, Ari. We'll talk to everybody soon.